an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, welcome back to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. If this podcast has been broadcasting healing vibes into your life, please follow on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Your review helps other people find this podcast and the transformations continue. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit. Let's heal together. That was what perfectionists do is they override their body so many times so often and say, no, 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 I don't care that you're tired. I don't care that you want to rest. I don't care that you feel unworthy or whatever. You're going to keep going. And Mm -hmm. so that's what causes chronic illness, right? Because you don't feel like you're enough ever and you never Mm -hmm. take a break. You never reap the rewards. We've talked about this. If you are a perfectionist and you're trying to recover, do you sit down in a meditation of some kind and just like review consciously your day and how people have thanked you or recently said that was the best meal I've ever had? Or how could I ever live without you? You're amazing. Uh, you know, Take that into your heart. They, those are presence and energy for you to refuel and fill in your body with that energy. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Hey, Amy. (laughs) Hey, Aim. What's up? Oh my goodness. So So random meeting you here. (laughs) It's so weird that we both popped on here at the same time. (laughs) With really incredible mics. Actually, I really am jealous of your mic, but that's beside the point. I'm lucky I'm married to a a podcast producer. I know. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Amy and I were just talking about the lack of sleep that we both got last night. I think there's major solar flares coming into earth. Actually, they've been for like several days, weeks, whatever. But for whatever reason, I couldn't fall asleep last night and Fen couldn't either. And I was just saying my dogs even slept in. Normally, Louie, our our baby dog, (laughs) um, he's two now. He wakes up every day at 515 which is so annoying, but so annoying. Yeah. So we like alternate who wakes up with him and he slept in until 615. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I fall asleep because I look at my aura ring. I fall asleep usually within like two to three minutes. It's Mm -hmm. like really quick. Last night I looked at the clock. I was like, just peek at the clock. I want to know what time I was. It was midnight. (gasps) And we did go to bed late. Mark and I were just talking a lot because I had my certification program. We're working on somatic breathing and breathing techniques. So I had my peer coaching with uh, somebody else and I, I I led her through a holotropic breathing technique, which was the first time I've ever led somebody through a breathing exercise. I was really nervous. I think I was just like hyped up and then I experienced it too. So I think my body was just like wide awake from doing that. So it took me a little while to settle down, but I just felt like I kept on waking up in the middle of the night. I wasn't like it wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't as soundly sleeping either, but I finally got my harmony pendant back Oh, and yeah. So Fen had borrowed my harmony pendant cause she loved it. 
I, and it was only supposed to be for a little bit. She was like, I just want to try it on. And then she loved it. So she kept it for a while. And then I felt bad asking for it back. <laughs> um, like, I'll just buy another one. But so I eventually did. And my heart rate variability has been way up. Like, in fact, last night I had a heart rate variability of 114, which that was the max. Since I got mine back, it's been every single day up. So that's good. Even though I'm like, right now today, I feel like I'm dragging because it took me an hour and a half to fall asleep. This is what I used to go through all the time. Like before I started doing meditation and, and everything like that. So I'm just like laying there thinking about things. And then all of a sudden, of course, I remember I'm like, Amy, you idiot. Like (laughs) you can do, even though I want, I'm awake and I want to go to sleep. I deeply love and accept myself. So I did that. I probably, I said it maybe five times and then I finally fell asleep. So I have to remember to do that. I have to remember to do that. It really helps. Yeah. I, I, I love that because we, in my certification program, we are working on acceptance and that's part of acceptance. Like we say, like, I forgive myself for the misunderstanding that da, 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 the truth is. And so it's like putting out the negative and replacing it with kind of the positive. So it's, it's similar to that. So I, I like that. It just resonates with me. Yeah. Two things about that. One, the, uh, the other thing that I was going to say about the harmony pendant is Fen notices that it increases her deep sleep drastically. So she was like, I feel so rested today. I'm like, well, I didn't really affect my deep sleep, but hers is for whatever reason. And she's already like a champ at deep sleep. She should be like enter contests. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Does, it, does the heart rate variability affect your sleep? Like the higher it is. Well, so it's very interesting how it's all correlated. So everything comes together to create your heart rate variability. It is like an output number of like how well you're doing. So they, they turn that kind of in with all the numbers and everything using the aura ring I'm referring to into the readiness score. You have the aura ring. I don't really know a lot about that part though. Yeah. But like, if you start looking at the data, you'll see that like, if your temperature is up, then your heart rate variability will be down. Or if like your heart rate is up, your heart rate variability will be down. Like there's just some sorts of correlations in there. (laughs) And so basically what you're looking for is like your heart rate to be the, the lowest, like midway through the night. And then you're also looking for your temperature to not be up and, and it changes for women. So like your second half of your cycle, your temperature goes up. So sometimes I I'll get marked down because my temperature goes up second part of my cycle. So I'll actually on my second part of my cycle, crank down my chili pad because I know that my, my temperature is more. So like, anyway, so, and then when, when I get my, my period, whatever was, we could say that. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad Um, thing. (laughs) Well, your, your estrogen levels are much lower. So like I'm freezing usually not like that cold, but you know what I mean? It drops. So then I bump up Mm -hmm. the chili pad a little bit. I bounce back and forth. And the thing that I just learned, and I want to know more about this, you should be warming up towards the morning. So the chili pad is great for that deep sleep and being comfortable while you sleep. Like there's really honestly nothing better to me, but apparently when you start to warm up towards the morning, it does something with your cortisol. I think maybe it gives you a cortisol spike, which gets you ready for the day. Mm. So 
I'm trying to figure out like, do I pull on a blanket? What do I do to kind of bump that up? And I almost feel like maybe I should talk to chili pad and be like, wait a second. So you, you, you've created this, this chili pad where it cools down and then can you have it like heat up or something? It just needs to be smart. You need to have an app. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 And they do have a remote, but the problem is with us, we have an older generation. I don't know if the new ones do this, but my remote will sometimes work on hers and not mine. So like, I don't even know why, like, I guess, cause it's the same signal or whatever. So then it bumps up or bumps it down actually for Fen. And she's like, what the, <laughs> she wants it warmer anyway. Right. So I thought that was really interesting. So I'm, I'm going to look into that slight tweak of a biohack there. I have so much to share with you. I feel like I'm almost like dating myself right now. It's very interesting. What is uh, that about? I have been trying to get to know myself better because first of all, I was a twin or I am a twin. If you're not a twin, if then you, it's harder to understand. But if you're out there, you understand like there's so much that goes on where your identity is so enmeshed with the other person. And it's like from day one or day zero or whatever, and, and even in utero, and you love this person so much and they almost feel like an extension of your body. Right. So like I, I would answer to the name of Sarah and I was compared all the time. It was like, who's taller, who's, who's doing better in school, who's better behaved, who's more athletic. You know, it was just constant comparing. And then it's like, always like, well, she's like this. So I'll be like that. Did I choose those things mm-hmm. or did I just do it by default? And so I've been sorting through everything. Wow. Or at least it feels that way. We talked on the last time about how I was traveling back and forth to take care of my twin sister's kids and to help her out and everything because of what she was going through. Mm-hmm. And I, so I went back home four times in seven weeks or six weeks or something like that. By the last trip, I felt like I could not find who I was when I came home. It was so weird. Days later, I was just wandering around. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, it was like, everything was conspiring to help me get confused about my identity so that I could like let go of everything and then rebuild it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. At the same time, I started working with Kat, who's been helping me with branding and Kat is very familiar with my work. And so she's been like asking me questions about how I do things, how I see things, like what's important to me. And just having somebody ask me those questions is also think about it. Yeah. Like I grew up in, in a, in the middle of six kids and nobody wanted to know my opinion. So like, I find it funny, ironic, <laughs> and I use ironic media that I have a podcast because I never wanted to share my opinions. I didn't even think anybody cared about them. So it's been really fun having her ask me these questions, kind of like I'm, I'm going on dates or something and answering questions that way. So then I did the human design to, to better understand myself, which freaking blew my mind. I can't, I'm surprised you hadn't done it before. That's so awesome that you. I've been putting it off. It didn't feel quite right to do it until right now. Same. Uh, It's so interesting. (laughs) Like I, and that's part of my human design actually, which is right there in my, my whole chart or whatever. If it doesn't feel right, I don't do it. I'm an emotional manifesting generator. So we're going to have the guy who did my chart for me, and he's going to explain what human design is, where it came from. And also I I told him, I give him, you know, permission to say whatever he wants about my chart to like Mm -hmm. give examples, because to say that it was a hundred percent accurate is not an understatement. (laughs) I mean, I've never, ever 
had somebody talk to me so clearly mm-hmm. about myself mm-hmm. who I've never met. That's what everybody says about human design. They're like, as I'm reading this or as we're talking about that, I'm like, oh, this is me. Like this makes so much sense and gives people so much clarity. Yeah. That's the thing is like, he even will tell you the weird ass things that have happened in your life that you're like, I don't understand why that's happened or continues to happen. And they'll be like, well, it's in your design. It's like right here. And you're like, that's so random. Like I never would have thought that that could have been something. So people Um, that don't know it's based on your, the time of birth, the date, date of birth and the place you were born and your, the time. Right. It's like where you entered, what portal you entered. (laughs) It feels like, yeah, I mean, it's something like that, right? Like, because it does matter. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, what if I was born in like California, then I would be born at a different time. And that would mean something. Right. (laughs) So it's kind of interesting. The whole thing. It's just so surprising that it could all be there. There were so many things that I walked away with and I felt like I got a healing as well by just listening to it. It really validated who I am and how I feel. So sometimes I feel weird to say that I love humanity because I think people think I'm full of shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it literally is in my design. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> and I, I truly mean it. And when I even said it back to him, I love humanity. And, and he was like, it's right here. I'm like, I started to tear up like, okay, like I'm not like, right. this is all there. And how about a promise of transformation was in there? Like in my field, like what? That's crazy that I'm a mirror for people. I, that's so Gemma is always say that I do. Yeah. Gemma also. Right. So like, I would love to find out what hers is, but she's, I think she's a manifesting generator too. Totally makes sense. Yeah. We talked about it. I'm pretty sure she is. Yeah. She's the one that introduced us to human design. Me and Mark. Okay. Okay. I want to do it before you have them on the podcast. Yeah. And then maybe we can even talk about yours as well. Yeah. Oh, I'd love Um, to. That would be so fun. That would be great. I would love that. So the other shock that was in my human design was this idea, because I also thought I was weird, right? Like these are the things that you think are weird about yourself or whatever. You can't, the the, the red herrings or whatever, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I have this ability to take opposing concepts and and like bring them together. And he calls that mating. And I was like, oh, it's kind of is because it's like a blend of the two concepts. So science and spirit, he's like, you're here to explain stuff like even having a podcast lines up with my human design, like teaching and being in the moment and speaking your intuition in the moment. It was insane. And also trial and error has always been my go-to kind of thing. Like I I love experimentation. And he said, so listen to this. So he, he was like, you go all in, which gives you balance. It doesn't seem to make logical sense, but it does to me, right? So like I go all in, I'm going to juice. Okay. I do it for 14 days, right? Like I'm going to go keto. I go strict keto. I go all in when I do things, but then I, as soon as it doesn't feel right, I'm done. Right. And I have no regrets about it. I'm not like, oh, I screwed up or whatever. I'm like, no, I did what I wanted to do and I do it. You can't be wrong. Isn't that what, wasn't that? Yeah. Well, so that was the other thing. He's like some, some manifesting generators with your design or whatever can feel like a failure. Right. He said, unless you learn that failure really is just 
progress towards your goal. And I was like, I've got that. I definitely, yeah, it's feedback. Right. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Let me try this or whatever. Which is amazing to have because a lot of people deal with the opposite where they try something and they fail and they give up because they judge themselves and they're upset. And it's like amazing to be able to be like, okay, that didn't work. But now I know that didn't work. So let me try something else. I mean, that's Right. That's great feedback. Right. He also said one of the things I would struggle with in my life was boundaries and that I've probably by now gotten good with boundaries, which I have. I thought that was cool. Even some client dynamics like he talked about. And I'm like, whoa. So I highly recommend anybody getting it done. You learn so much about yourself. Yeah. Validating. Yeah. That's what everybody says. They're like, oh my gosh, it's just so crazy when somebody's telling you and you're like, yep, that's me. That's me. That's me. And it's like comforting to hear like, and to just get clarity on like, oh yeah, that is who I am. And that makes sense. And yeah, it it, it sort of was like a rebirth in a way to me in a weird, weird way. I mean, not that weird, but, (laughs) but a little bit. I feel like I'm going through right now. I feel like because I'm selling my house giving away so much of my, my stuff, not keeping a lot. I feel like I'm like shedding my skin and like rebirthing. You know what? I think it's on the planet right now. I think a lot of people are going through this transformation, answering the call, whatever that may be of their purpose or whatever. And I think that, that, that all lines up with what I'm doing as well. Like I'm shedding all these things of like, Oh, Amy, you thought you had to do this this way, but you don't. I've done a lot of work. And so it's, it, these are, we're getting down to the nitty gritty, really. When you have to present yourself to the world, when it's so important, because it's so important to me to be in a al- full alignment all the time, I have to look at these details, but I didn't even know how to look at these details. So I'm really grateful that I'm developing this team that's pulling this out of me and really helping me to just like, show what's on the inside on the outside or Mm -hmm. whatever. I don't even know how to explain it really other than that. Um, Right. It's like aligning what's on the inside. Yeah. Like I just want to, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking awesome. That's awesome. I'm I'm so excited. excited. Yeah. Thank you. And that is exciting. It's, it's amazing. It's, and you're talking about rebranding everything. So it's like, it's rebirthing a lot in your life. It also has to do with the year that I'm going into. So this is what I wanted to talk about as well. I've also dove into a little bit of the numerology around my birthday. I'm a nine. This is another thing that you're just like, what the actual F? So you're a nine in terms of what? I think that means I'm a master. So like I come here to like master stuff and then teach it basically. Okay. I became a Reiki master. What's funny is I got on my path based on my numerology at 27, which is exactly when I got on my path. That's like right when I started meditating, that kind of stuff shows up and you're just like, how is that even possible? How do you or, find out your number? Like what? Is- okay. I, I am not that great. And I really want to have somebody on who does numerology. And, and the person that I was speaking with, she just does it as part of the branding stuff. I believe what you do is you, you take your, your month, your day and your year, and you add up all those numbers and you're going to get, let's say 27 or something like that. Then you take the two and the seven, you make a nine. So whatever that number is, you, it has to be less than 10, I believe. But anyway, so that'll tell you more about your path. Oh, so like, I know somebody who was going through something. So I texted her and I was like, Hey, can you just put this birthday and tell me how I can talk to this person about what they're going through? Like if there's anything in there, because we had just done it. And she's like, absolutely. So she sends it to me. I share it with the person and I know the person very well. And I'm like, 
this is exactly right. Like this is, is I mean, it was just, I mean, so perfect. And I'm like, how is this stuff so already predetermined and there and, and, and really answers. So like I asked her, I'm like, what about Aiden? Like, can you help me with Aiden? What do I need to know about him? Cause I already had heard like he was going to be obsessed with money in this life. And that made a lot of sense for the way that he talks and the way that he's like definitely obsessed with money. I mean, he constantly is, <laughs> you'll laugh at this. I was tucking him in the other night and I couldn't even see him cause it was dark in his room. And he goes, mom, you're looking at the first trillionaire. Like he taught, says it all the time. He's like, when I'm a trillionaire, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. He, he has a business he wants to start and he wants to call it the first trillionaires with the neighborhood kids. And oh, awesome. He should yeah. talk to Matthew because Matthew and his friend who had been mentored by Matthew's uncle were building a club for teenagers to learn about money and mindset. And it was called Mission Millionaire. So it's kind of like he, they want to educate, like there's no like financial literacy and just education in our, in our public schools about like how you deal with money and having an, even like having an abundant mindset and how to invest and how to, you just, there's right. no, nothing taught. It's like up to the parents or you just figure it out when you get older. And I think that's so important. So I, I love that. Aiden's interested in that at such a young age because my son too is obsessed with money and investing and saving. Yeah. Well, so Fen also loves money as well. And so I thought for a while that it was just her influence on him. But then I think he chose us because she's a great teacher for, about that. In fact, mm -hmm. she taught me about money and funny story. So I was not funny, not funny, but when I was 26 years old, I was in $60,000 worth of debt. And that was outside of other college debt. Mm. I only know that because Fen was like, Amy, we need to sit down and we need to like figure out how much you, you debt you have. And I was like, mm. oh, I don't want to do this because mm -hmm. she'll never talk to me again. Like we were dating at the time. So we, anyway, we do that. And then I'm like, okay, all right, what do I got to do to pay it off? So I wound up paying off all but 5,000 in two years, which was amazing. Wow. I, yeah. I sold off my car. I drove a jalopy around. I ate rice and beans, pizza. I, wherever anybody offered me food, I ate it. I would not go out on a Friday night or whatever. Like I was really, really good. But also what's funny is, so I, she gave me the Dave Ramsey book and in the Dave Ramsey book, they talk about this idea of investing before I think you're 19. I shared the video on my Facebook page and how different it is. If you, if you, did it from, let's say your teenage years versus all the way up to 24. It's a huge difference. It's like a million dollars or something like that. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is so pivotal. This tiny bit, it's, it's like a biohack almost. It's like just a small tweak. If you do it before 19 versus before 24, mm -hmm. like it changes everything. And so I, I was like shocked at that. But then the other thing is, is I also, fun fact, I got on to the Dave Ramsey show with a video that I did of me repairing my bumper because somebody trashed my car. I don't know if you remember that. I had a hoopty. Yeah. Um, somebody actually hid it from behind on a like icy night, hit it from behind, spun around, hit a telephone pole. So it was crunched in the front and the back. And I was trying to pay off all my debt and I had no money. I actually pushed my car down. <laughs> I mean, see, these are the things you do when you're young, right? Right. So I pushed it two blocks over a major intersection on fourth Avenue in Brooklyn. 
So there was a guy that saw me trying to push it, which is so dumb. I was trying to push it and like hoping for the best and like running back and forth and like trying to steer it. It's ridiculous. Anyway, he was like, do you want me to steer for you? So I pushed a man, an older man with a cane <laughs> and like a broken foot across. Oh I mean, it's so ridiculous to the, the auto body shop. And they were like, it's going to cost $400 to fix this. I was like, and I had only $400 for Christmas gifts that year. And it was right before Christmas. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I don't even remember what I wound up doing. I'm sure I like made things for people and just like scraped right. together whatever was left. Oh, I, I got a bonus that year actually. So that's what came <laughs> in. Yeah, I did. I got a bonus that year. So learning to manage money, I, that's how we got on all this. The important thing is, is she said, Aiden will be on his path when he's 17. Wow. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure for a mom, but I'm glad I now know. I'm helping him to get ready for 17 basic mm -hmm. instead of like, for me, it was 27, 10 years earlier. Right. I mean, I do think he has a great foundation, obviously with me and Fen raising him and all the other people in our family supporting him. So he doesn't know this, but all of us, his birthday's coming up and all of us got together and we got things for his new business. So he's, what is his new business? This, this, this is the first trillionaires. About? Yeah. So okay. like during the summer, he's going to be selling popcorn, Italian ice, my parents bought him a frozen yogurt machine. <laughs> yeah. So like he's wow. going to alternate days and what he's going to be selling. But like he, he talks about, he's like, mom, I want to sell sandwiches. And I'm like, I think we're crossing the line there with <laughs> no. And he's so smart. He's like, he knows that there's twins that are going to be with him and they fight sometimes. So he's like, I'm going to pay one of my employees, which is going to be, it's just one of the neighborhood kids to break up fights between them. So he's going to pay him an extra dollar an hour. He said to make sure they don't fight. Like he already was thinking about this. Oh. He's just obsessed with business money, making money. He likes nice things. That's and awesome. It's awesome. Cause it probably come, it comes from a, a healthier place that he just like really is interested in it and wants it versus like a scarcity mindset. Like I need money to be happy. I need money because there's a lot of, I have a lot of programming, programming that is so hard to live with. And I've worked, so I've worked to release a lot of that and I'm still working to, to release a lot of the, your, your money has to go a long way kind of concept. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I grew up in, my dad is a stockbroker. And so we had the crash of 87 and then something in the nineties and mm -hmm. early 2000, I mean, 2008. <laughs> yeah. 2008. I mean, it just, it, it was always like feast or famine and we would call mm -hmm. it in the chips. And that meant like we had money sometimes we had to move once because of it. My mom talks of Thanksgiving when we didn't, she didn't know how she was going to give us any food on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Like she had to do TV dinners. I think she said one year. So like, like there was definitely this weird ass programming and stress around money. So yeah, yeah, I've definitely done some work on that. I'd probably need to do a, more work actually now that I think about it. Yeah, um, that's a huge thing. And part of my certification program, the second half of it is a lot of money mindset and releasing, revisiting, reprogramming our thoughts around money. So that's a huge part of our coaching certification program because as soon as you clear those blocks, then everything can flow in. But if you're yeah. like having issues, then you're like blocking the success of your business. So what's so interesting was in my human design, it said the more empowered I feel, the more money I will make. And I was like, mm. 
that's a really cool thing to have mm-hmm. in your design. It's no wonder why I'm obsessed with empowerment, which was interesting because I was just doing some brain retraining. I, I started going to this like club down the, down the street and doing this brain retraining. And as I'm there getting my brain retrained, I go through a traumatic memory. I used to hold my breath and pass out because somebody in my family was bullying me, which is like insane that I would hold my breath and pass out. Like that's, that's how disempowered I felt. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would try to check out that badly. Mm -hmm. So what was crazy was I started going through it, but I, because I've done my work, like I was like, okay, Amy, this is 90 seconds. You just need to breathe through it. Like you're okay. You're just sitting here in a chair, completely comfortable and warm. So when that was over, I was like, oh my gosh, that's my job in life is to help people to feel empowered. So then I was like, I create the empowerment zone. I help people to get into the empowerment zone. I like that. Like it came to me, empowerment zone. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, who wants to hear parasympathetic nervous system? (laughs) Right. It's like so lame and it's hard to say. So it's the empowerment zone. That's what it is. That's where you're more creative. That's where you're happier. That's where you have a better immune system. That's where life is possible. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally saw myself as like a box, like the zone. When information or energy comes into my field, it gets filtered and put back out as empowerment. <laughs> That's wow. what I saw while I was laying there. So it was like I, I was going through this brain retraining and then all of a sudden I got this clarity and this healing. Isn't that cool? So I just keep experimenting like as part of my human design, what I can do to help myself get to the next level. That's so cool. What is the brain retraining is it like bio or neurofeedback? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So it's hooked up to your brain and like by like these electrodes that she puts with gel on your head and, okay. and then on your ear as well. And then she puts music in your ears and then you, the music is actually really nice. And, but then there's like these tiny scratches. Like, I think we talked about this last time where the, it almost sounds like a record scratching just a tiny bit. It's not irritating or anything. You're almost kind of, it's, I think it's basically to get your brain to be like, wait, what? Like pay attention, Mm kind of like something's happening. What I could see when it was happening was I could see the right side of my brain connecting to my left side of my brain in a particular angle. And like, I could just see that they were, it was reconnecting that way. I thought was really cool. Cause you're like, I think this is working, (laughs) but then, but here's, here's what happened. So like the first time I did it, I came home right away, super good mood. And I created a whole meal that I had never cooked before. Just came up with a bunch of ideas, cooked it. It was really good. And that's what brain retraining does. It it, like, it just, it just make, like I said to Fen, it feels like my brain is even more turned on than it ever has. It's like, it just opens up and creates different neural pathways. I, I need to do more research. About yeah. Exactly I mean, that's what, what it doing. sounds like because it kind of opens up for your mind to different to, ways and different. Yeah. I would, ass- I would assume like, that's probably true. Yeah. They say like psilocybin does as well as it opens up like new neural pathways. So you can, can see things from different perspectives and reprogram your brain. Yeah. So cool. By the way, I also want to just say PIMS we talked about this before. They're my favorite freaking thing. Pims? P-Y-M-S. So oh, we did the choose. Yes. Yes. So and this is Robin Williams. Robin Williams' son, son. created it. Yeah. Actually, his, his name is Pims. So that's, or middle name or something is Pims. Ah. They're amazing. If you're not taking them or if you like want to experiment with them, they are amazing. They 
chill you out and focus you. And so like I, in the beginning, I was taking only two in the evening, like sort of like a glass of wine kind of deal. And then I realized like my body started craving them throughout. So I listened to it and I was like, let me just see what happens. Like, anyway, so I gotta try that. <laughs> I need something because I need something to help me focus and show me a little bit these days. <laughs> so yeah. It's a very out. interesting combination to be relaxed, playful and focused. So it anyway. sounds like a little bit like marijuana, but better for you. Right. Probably. <laughs> your brain. So anyway, I just wanted to plug that in there about okay. the PIMS. I'm really wanting to get him on the podcast. So I'll reach amazing. out to him. Full list of things now. So I got to get a Harmony necklace. <laughs> right. I know the Harmony pendant. I pendant. I pendant. It was 66% off. I don't know if it, if it's anymore. You'll have to put the link in the podcast notes. Right. That's a good idea. So when I was going back and forth to New Jersey on the last trip, I grabbed a book that was called Emotional Intelligence. And I'm like, Amy, put your money where your mouth is, right? <laughs> How emotionally intelligent are you? And if you're, if you're out there and you don't know this already, people who are emotionally intelligent actually do better in life than people with a high IQ. And if you have a high IQ and high emotional intelligence, like that's great. Like that's the perfect combination. So they had this test that you could test your emotional intelligence. I was like curious. So I took it right away. And I think it's also yet again, how the path works. First of all, I want to just say, I never go into those, those bookstores because if I'm going to read a book, like it's usually not there in the airport, but I just felt drawn to it. So I went, I bought the book, did the test and the one point that I was lacking in or whatever. So there's four different scores. I'll tell you which ones they are. So there's one on self-awareness self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. The one that I did not do well on was self-awareness, <laughs> which wow. I then went on a two-month now right. like, journey to figure out who I, I am. Who you are, right. Yeah, right. That score was a 78, which is like not, I mean, it's a C plus. Honestly, I have to say, I think my score should have been higher. I think I might've had more self-awareness than their test could have handled. I don't, mm -hmm. it's hard to explain, but anyway, so the, it, on paper, it says a C plus, but then I got a self-management score of 91, which was great. That's like hard to get social awareness score of a hundred. <laughs> Cause you love humanity. Yeah. <laughs> social awareness score of a hundred. So I was like, yay, over to your, um, relationship management, 97. Well, if Fen has any problems in our relationship, it's her fault. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can be like, my score is 97. What is your score? Yeah. Well, so what's cool about this book also is like they have improve tools. your scores. So the only one I needed to improve on really is the self-awareness one. And uh, so I actually haven't done that yet. I haven't actually read that section and, and, and implemented those things because I've been doing other things. It's just so interesting how things fall into your lap. And if you keep paying attention, if you keep like getting those pings, because that's mm -hmm. what happened. I was like, there was a bunch of books there and they all looked really actually pretty exciting for me. I don't remember exactly now what they were, mm -hmm. but I was like, oh, I could buy all of these. Then I was like, which one? And then I looked for which one was highlighted. And of course it was the emotional intelligence 2.0. They've been studying emotional intelligence for like at least 10 to 20 years or whatever the research is in there. It was fascinating. And so telling about which area of my life I was about to dive into. And like, I think maybe I needed to take the test to be like, Amy, for real, you really do need to pay attention to this area. So <laughs> I love how the universe so conspires for your greatness. It is amazing. I am 
in awe every day of like, wow, I can't believe the synchronicities and the things that are coming to me and like the most divine timing. It's really amazing. You just have to keep your eyes out and see what resonates with you. You have to be open to it. And I think that's amazing. I love that. Mark and I were just talking about, I, I think it's related to emotional intelligence. We're like, just, I've noticed that so many people just live in their head and they don't, they don't go within and they're not aware of their emotions and the sensations in their bodies. They just kind of like, sure. they're all in their head and they do what they're supposed to do. But it's, again, in my certification program, we, we work on transformation on different levels and it's like somatic, behavioral, emotional, mental, and there's one more. Oh, unconscious. It's Sembu. I think I mentioned that S-E-M-B-U. And so it's addressing transformation to all these different levels and realizing that when I watch these demos, that so many people just have such a hard time dropping into their bodies and being aware of what their emotions really feel like and just sitting with their emotions and processing them. And I think that's what happens is a lot of these emotions and everything is stuck in their body as stuck energy and you can't move forward with that. So that has to relate, right? That's, a, that's right. like a emotional intelligence. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, two things. One, when you were saying that, like, yeah, we aren't given the tools when we're kids, how to right. process our emotions. So it's really important that we teach our kids, whatever it is we know about that, because generally speaking, it was like, here's a cookie. Here's like, whatever you're going to be fine or pacifier or a bottle or whatever, or like, don't cry. It was just right. not processed. Right. So it gets stuck, like you said. And the other thing I wanted to tell you, so when, what you just said, people are mostly in their head and not in their body when I started doing work with people who were chronically ill, mm -hmm. I noticed there was an actual disconnection between the brain and the body with like a line of energy. So it was cut off. So the brain was not talking to the body and the body was not talking to the brain in the appropriate way. And so what I started to learn was that was what perfectionists do is they override their body so many times so often and say, no, 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 I don't care that you're tired. I don't care that you want to rest. I don't care that you feel unworthy or whatever. You're going to keep going. And yeah. so that's what causes chronic illness, right? Because you don't feel like you're enough ever and you never mm -hmm. take a break, right? Mm -hmm. You never reap the rewards. We've talked about this. You have to, if, if you are a perfectionist and you're trying to recover, you, you sit down in a meditation of some kind and just like review consciously your day and how people have thanked you or recently said that was the best meal I've ever had, or how could I ever live without you? You're amazing. Uh, you know, take that into your heart. They, those are presence and energy for you to refuel and fill in your body with that energy. And what I saw when I would work with people on reprogramming, releasing the trauma, that disconnection would go away and the connection wound up being in the way that it was supposed to. And I even know that the, some of the people that I was working with at the time, one of them went and had a test done to test their nervous system and their nervous system was com communicating the proper way after working mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is not only do I see it visually, energetically, but like it can be tested that disconnection can be tested. Like your body is like, no, 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 no. You're not going anywhere without me. And which is why we end up laying on our back for three months or whatever, and being like, what the hell is going on in my life? And that's why health is a mind, body, spirit adventure, really, where we look at 
How is our relationship with our partner? How is our job? How is our family relationships? And actually Federico, he just came out on the podcast recently and he was talking about how there's a secondary gain when we get sick. It's important to look at that secondary gain because some of the secondary gains could be that you get that time for rest or people start spending time with you. Whereas before you were always at work. And so now you're able to foster your relationships with your family members because you're always around, right? Mm. So like that's part of healing is looking at the secondary gain and realizing it doesn't have to be that way or look that way. Like you can consciously choose to create those relationships and not have to be sick to do it. Right. Oh, I couldn't agree more with everything you said. I mean, that was definitely my issue. I was cut off from my emotions as a child we just didn't talk about our emotions. It wasn't like taboo, which is, that's just not what we did. And so it took me getting sick to like unravel everything. And you were a huge part of that, helping me with connecting with that. That's what was my healing is I was just not aware. And and ultimately what happens is other techniques call this a heart wall is created. So I, uh, what is that? Can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but there's a there's a heart wall that's created. And so when it's so interesting, when we create this heart wall, mm-hmm. yes, we keep people out, but we also keep ourselves in. Right. Which is so sad because we're here to connect and that's not getting the things that it came here for the connection, the love, the reciprocation, the receiving, and not just giving winds up being disharmonious or mm-hmm. harmony. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the organs don't have the energy and information coming from the heart. Cause the heart is a conductor of the field. So it's not sending the signal the proper way. Everything gets congested. And that's why you start to not feel right over time. Of course, that's going to, if, you, if the engine lights on, check in engine light is on for too long, you know, what happens you're on the side of the road eventually. Right. That's basically what's happening with the heart when the heart is not getting what it needs in terms of connection and love. And most of this comes is it's internal. It's you beating yourself up for right. your programming. Right. Right. It comes so from the inside out. So when yes. you do work on the inside and you get more connected with yourself and fill yourself up and do the work within you, it it shows on the outside in your relationships and in your work and everywhere else. Right. I'll even throw this in there because we were talking about sleep. Sleep is all about receiving. Mm-hmm. So a lot of chronically ill people have trouble sleeping because their fight or flight is on, but they also have to let go to receive. They have to feel safe mm-hmm. to let go. If you are around somebody who you don't feel safe with, like sleeping next to somebody, it's going to be really hard to sleep. Yeah. If you have trauma within your own body inside you, that's telling you you're not safe. Mm-hmm. How do you escape that? you got to deal with it. Yeah. I love you, Amy. I love you too. I mean, that really hits home <laughs> for some people that are close to us. Yeah. What's so nice about life is it is a journey. It's not so much about the destination. And this has been coming up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So a couple of things, take your minerals. That's been coming up a lot. I just keep hearing it and keep getting the ping from the universe. How do you take your minerals? I, I, I do a half a teaspoon of Himalayan sea salt every morning in my water, which is at 84 minerals in it. 
That's great. Yes. Because our food, by the way, if you're out there and you don't know this, our food, it has so much less nutrients than it ever did. Even if it's organic, yeah. the soil is just depleted. So we need to get it from somewhere. So you can do that. I do electrolytes along with vitamins and I eat very well but I'm sure I can probably bump it up even more. I do that. I, we have Himalayan salt. We also have other salts that are other things going on in them. (laughs) They're biohacking salt. The other thing is, is failure. Failure is coming up a lot for people feeling like a failure. You need to just reframe that again, like we were talking about and saying, this is just progress. Think about Thomas Edison. He built the light bulb like a thousand times. And on the thousand and one, that's when we all got light bulbs. And thank God for that. Mm-hmm. You know, Babe Ruth, think about that. So whenever somebody's thinking those things, I like to bust the bubble by coming up with the exact opposite of yeah. like who has broken that rule who has shed some light on that. And I think even part of the work that that I'm learning to do as well is poking holes with the individual that's saying, I, I'm, I'm a failure, I can't get anything done. It's like, really? Is that really true? What are some situations that you're, and people are like, oh yeah, I did do this and I did do this. It's just, they're not focusing on that. And that's what I have tended to do. I feel like I have this long list of to-dos and it's like, I feel like it's like, oh, it always gets added. And I'm like, started focusing on every day, like, what are three wins that I did today? Well, I did this and I did this. And it's the little celebrations of feeling like, okay, I, I'm accomplishing things. I am doing the work and changing the perspective. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's the problem with people when they think that they're a failure, they go into fight or flight mm-hmm. and then they don't see the truth. So right. they have to get out of fight or flight. So they can either stack the evidence or have a coach that says to them, is this really true? Can we go over some major wins yeah. you've had? Or they can do some tapping, which would change that or watch a movie, go out for a walk in nature. And then they- you got to calm down, calm yeah. the crap down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Amy, I love you. You're the best. I Thank love you. that you're I- doing this whole coaching program. It sounds like it's amazing and it's doing it so is- much transformation for you. It is the most amazing thing. One of the most amazing things I've ever done in my life. It's been so transformative. I mean, seeing, I'm really grateful because while I watch these other women, there's like, I think there's 400 to 500 women that do this. We meet three times a week. And some of these people have been through crazy traumatic life experiences and to see, you know, them transform and really just like with like even a 30 minute tool that that someone uses on them to see the changes just from 30 minutes this woman the other day was petrified of being in groups she had to go to a conference and she was really scared of being with people she didn't know small talk she was intimidated by the people she just was scared to be alone she felt unworthy and literally within 30 minutes she was like i know i'm safe i know i'm okay I can do this. And she reported that she went to the conference and she had meaningful, great connecting conversations that she's never had in her life at these types of things. She felt so confident and it was 30 minutes. It's it's just, this work is so powerful that it's just, it's beautiful. And I just, I light up. I love it. It's just amazing. I mean, just that people know that if you open your mind just a little bit, there's so many you can, you're empowered to do, to make the changes and to feel better and to heal. And we have the power to do this. It's really amazing. I can feel how passionate you are. And it just brings me so much joy And to think that there are 500 people going through that. That sounds amazing as well. Just as somebody who wants humanity to heal and be happy and get on their path and purpose. And yeah, man, 
it's fun to connect with people that are like really passionate about helping other people. What's funny was when you say about that lady that has that fear, immediately my brain goes, okay, what happened between the ages of zero and seven? Oh yeah. 100% and then, it came from yeah. her parents. Yeah. I, and then I was like three years old and then I'm like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, my brain already was going there as I'm listening to you. It's so nuts. Like how, and, and to me, that's so easy to remove and people think it's so hard. Right. And the it's, one, when thing, you look at it, like a program, like on a computer, right. would you really stress over like deleting a, a program on your computer? Right. People don't think it's possible. And the thing is, you don't even need to know what it was that happened between zero and seven years old. Like no. it, it, if the energy stuck in your body, there's ways you can, I mean, as an energy healer, but what I'm learning is there's ways that just through breathing in it, just sitting with it and just re getting more resourceful of knowing that you have this safe contrasting place you can make the changes you can release that stuck energy and you don't even have to know what it was and that's what's so mm -hmm. beautiful you don't have to go there and relive it it's not like therapy where you have to talk about it and figure it out mm -hmm. i that's what i love about this new wave of transformation in fact before i started the podcast i was speaking with spirit and they said what i teach is the omega which is the last level or letter <laughs> somehow, I guess in the Greek alphabet or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, it, I, I can't imagine that there's much more beyond this mind, body, spirit, uh, transformation, releasing the energy and rewriting and reprogramming and complementing the genetics, complementing the communication between the cells. Like what else could there be? <laughs> like, and so anyway, I was like, okay, cool. I like, I'm not, I, I am actually teaching something very, very transformational. Incredibly transformational. And it's so, it's just so empowering to know that we can do it and, and yeah, it's, everybody can do it. Everybody can do it. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. It's really, I'm so grateful that I've, I, <laughs> I mean, you really, you really started this for me. I mean, you were the first step in this and it's just, I say it all the time and I'm just so grateful that I have this knowledge. I mean, I, I look at people and it's, it's, I get frustrated sometimes because I look at people, I'm like, oh, if they only knew what they're, if they're capable of. And I, I do have to remind myself all the time, like you have to meet, you have to meet clients, you have to meet people with where they're at and respect where they are at mm -hmm. in their process and they might not be ready for it. And it's just so hard when you know that you can really help or things that can help people and they're just not open to it yet. So that's my yeah. lesson. That's my lesson right now is just to meet people where they're at, offer the information, but if they're not ready for it, be okay with it. Yeah. So I was just recently talking to somebody as well, going through some major life changes. I said, I was there. I, I know what you're going through. And this person was like, well, so should I abandon everything and just like quit everything and da, da, da. And I'm like, no, I'm like vacation. <laughs> go there if that feels right for you. And then guess what? I did another vacation right after that one. And then I did another one and I could do that because I was a teacher and I was getting paid throughout the summer. But I was like, I went to Maine, then I went to Las Vegas and then I went to Key West. And <laughs> then I was like, okay, it's back to the real world. Like you had enough time to think about this shit. What are you going to do? It doesn't have to be, everything has to transform overnight. I just started with a vacation. So just ask yourself, what do I need right now in this moment? Probably the Stark Transformation Show. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm guarantee everybody needs to listen to the Stark Transformation Show. I, yeah, I, I, would, I do that. I would not doubt that. I actually have a, a, a setting on my phone, a reminder that alarms like every couple hours that says like, love yourself or something like I love myself, but it's really just to kind of take notice and say, pause and breathe and be like, what do I need in this moment? Even if it's just a breath, if it's to go meditate, if it's to walk, if it's to get up to dance, it's just a reminder to be like, okay, are you looking after yourself? What do you need right now? And yeah. Just as I always say, small, simple steps. Like you doesn't, you don't have to change everything. Just make small, simple changes, and they add up over time. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes all the difference. Yep. Yep. Amy, I love you. We could talk all day. Every we day. could talk all day. <laughs> I, I could talk about this all day long. It's it's so wonderful. This has been great. Yeah. I thank you. Yeah, this has been so great. If you're out there and you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with people who you think would enjoy it. Help us share the love. <laughs> help broadcast healing vibes. Yes, help broadcast healing vibes. I love it. Love you, Amy. Love you too, Amy. All content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.